Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us again at the Dr. Christian Heim podcast, where we're living for mental health, love, and compassion. It's great to have your company. My name is Caroline Heim, and I'm sitting here with Dr. Christian Heim. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about how can I change my personality? This is actually part three of our three-part series on personality. So Christian, can you give us an overview of what we're going to be looking at today? So today we're basically looking at um, can we change our personality? Now, we're actually going to spend a bit of time talking about what it means to change your personality because we've got to be a little bit more precise about that so we know what we're actually talking about. Then we'll look at some of the things that people try to do to change their personality. And then I'll give you a few hints to see what you can do to optimize your strengths and manage the weaknesses of your personality. Okay, great. So let's dive right in. Can I change my personality? Well, I quite like your personality. Why do you want to change it? <laughs> well, there's aspects of it I certainly don't like. But look. Okay, yeah. and, and that's already a good point. Yeah. Because you know your personality better than anybody else, right? You actually have to live with it. And so there are things that you're going to experience about it that are going to be good and some that are going to be not so good. And they're the ones that, quite frankly, we all would like to get over, if you like. Okay, so it's pretty natural to want to improve your personality yes, and make it, it better. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, so what we want to do is optimise our strengths and manage our weaknesses. But as I said, we've actually got to talk about what it means to improve your personality, to make it better. It's a bit like living in a small town and you say, you know what, there's not much action here on a Friday night. I wish that I was in a big town. And so you move to a big town and all of a sudden, yes, you've got places to go on a Friday night, but you've got traffic problems, you've got noise, you've got more pollution. So all that you've really done is you've swapped one situation for another and some things are better, but some things aren't. And it really is a bit of you know what, the grass is kind of greener on the other side. And then when you get to the other side and the grass still looks greener on the other side. So it's different. It's not always better. So can you change your personality? All right. Let's talk about the plovers. Do you remember the plovers that we were talking about yesterday? Yes. All right. Okay. The dive bombing annoying birds. All right. Now, it would look as though, gee, it'd be good to change all of that and It'd be good not to be dive-bombed. But these birds teach us about fierce defense of nests. They actually also tell us about military precision and tactics. If you took away their dive-bombing, we would take away their fierce defense of the nests. We would take away their military precision and their tactics. In short, all that would happen is they would be different birds. So change is not always better. Sometimes change is just change. Having said that, still things that we could all work on. So I'm going to ask again. All right. Okay, Can you ahead. change your personality? Well, you've asked three times now. So uh, you've asked a question that's been asked for more than a century now. Um, and it's not a simple yes or a no. It's actually more intricate than that. It's more complex. We tend to simplify things too much. So here's going to be my answer. There are going to be some aspects of your personality that you can change. Uh, 
but there are going to be a lot of aspects of your personality that you won't be able to change. So this is why I'm encouraging people to optimize the strengths of your personality and manage the weaknesses of your personality. Because after all, as I said in previous podcasts, it's good to see the personality a bit like the body. It's a structure. Okay, great. So can you just explain again what you mean by the personality is like the body? Okay, sure. So let's say you wanted to change your body. Now, you can't really change the number of fingers that you have, the length of your arm, the number of ribs you have, or how big your brain is, or even the color of your eyes. But you can keep it healthy. You can feed it. You can rest it well. You can sleep it well. You can exercise it. You can keep it fit and healthy. It's kind of the same with the personality. You can't really change what you inherited. So we talked about temperament was the part of your personality that you inherited from your parents. You can't change your background culture. You can't change your early life or childhood experiences. So what can you change? Okay, you can change your character, you can change how you express love, and you can keep your personality fit and trim. Okay, for example, you can learn skills. If you learn social skills, communication skills, emotion regulation skills, or changing faulty thinking skills, these will all help you. These will all help to keep your particular personality fit in trim. Okay, so you can't become a raging extrovert if by nature you really are an introvert, but you can move a little bit in that direction if that is what you want. Or you can't be extremely assertive and aggressively so when by nature you're kind of a meek, grayable sort of a person, but you can learn to move a little bit in that direction. So by moving in those directions, by working on bad habits or annoying manners, that's what I mean by keeping things trim. And you can always find more love in your life and express more love in your life. And you can choose and refine and uh, your beliefs and the values that go to make up your character. That's all a matter of choice. Okay, so I can learn skills, work on bad habits, express more love and refine my character. But is that really changing my personality? I mean, that doesn't seem complete. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. And I, I sort of sense your frustration in that. Because the bottom line is, just like the body, you won't be able to change the basic structure in a personality. But you will be able to keep it trim and healthy, and change important aspects of it. In fact, let's put it this way. If somebody turns up with really fundamental personality change, we actually think, oh my God, there's a neurological disease happening there, or there's some sort of brain damage, because that's when it actually occurs. So I'm going to give you the example of Steve. Let's say Steve is a reserved kind of a guy. He works in IT. And if he came to work one day with a personality of a flamboyant dress designer, people would go, there's something wrong. That's not Steve. But if Steve was just a little bit more outgoing, a bit warmer and uh, a bit more assertive, people would say, oh, gee, Steve is coming out of his shell a bit, isn't he? Isn't that great? 
gee, Steve's doing well. He's he's really nice once you get to know him. That's the sort of change that we can all make. But to go from a reserved IT worker to a flamboyant dress designer, that's highly unlikely. And quite frankly, don't really want it. We really want to be who we are. I guess because we're not being authentic then, are we? Well, that's a good way of looking at it. That's that's right. Sort of we need to be authentic. We need to be who we are. And again, it's like the body. When we work on the body, we can maximise its strengths and know its weaknesses and manage them. And that's what we can do with the personality. Okay, so let's get down to the nitty gritty. How do I actually make my personality work for me, not against me? What's the magic? What's the method? All right. So let's look at four different ways. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at four ways that we use to change the body, to improve it, if you like. And I'm going to apply this to the personality, because if my analogy that the personality is like the body holds out, then these ways of changing the body should also work for the personality. All right, so the four that I'm going to look at is number one, covering things up. Number two, drugs. Number three, therapy. And number four, the natural approach, diet, exercise, and rest. Okay, this is a bit elusive. What do you mean by covering up? What do I mean by covering up? So if you think about your body, what we naturally do, and it's actually good that we do this, we cover it up. It's quite normal that in almost all walks of society, we cover up our private parts. We don't want them just hanging out for everybody to see and judge. So what we do with our personality, we cover up private parts of our personality. There are a lot of thoughts that we all keep to ourselves, particularly judgments. There are feelings that we keep to ourselves whenever we can. Sometimes they boil over even if we don't want them to. And there are a lot of behaviours that we also keep to ourselves. I mean, just think of some of the things that most of us do while alone in a bathroom in the front of a mirror. You don't want to do that in front of other people. We hide all those things. We keep the persona. We keep the mask. All right, let's go a little bit further with this because with the body, some people will uh, grow a beard to hide certain things. Uh, wear certain clothing that suits them to make them look slimmer. Uh, A lot of people wear black because they believe it's slimming. Uh, People wear sunglasses to look cooler. And some people might wear eye lenses just to change the color of their eyes, contact lenses. Same with our personality. We can put clothing on our personality to hide our ambition, hide our selfishness, hide our need to manipulate. And basically, we all do this. We look at our personality and go, you know what, I'm just not going to let that hang out in public. So that's what I mean by covering up. Okay. So you mentioned drugs. Drugs. Can drugs change your personality? I've heard about this. There's a lot of talk about this. There's a lot of talk about this. Um, And I'm here to say yes and yet to disappoint people. So there is a lot of research going on to where drugs are therapeutic. So we know that marijuana is useful in chronic pain. We know that 
uh, ecstasy can help some people uh, build trust with their therapist. Uh, we know that ketamine can be good in uh, depression, and there's a lot of research going on on that. But all of these effects are actually short-term. I'll talk more about drugs on my series on pleasure and addictions, but all of these at the moment have short-term benefits only and in particular clinical sections, all right? And research is done in control conditions where clinically indicated, overseen by research-level experts using medical-grade substances. There is no credible evidence that any drug brings long-term positive personality change. And look, quite frankly, the idea of using drugs to change a personality could actually have devastating consequences because we live in a world of anxiety, depression, addiction, loneliness, and disconnect. And I'm not sure that any change would actually be good. Okay, so have you ever seen drugs change people, like the people that you see in your office? In my office? Mm. Here's a really interesting thing, because despite there being no evidence of drugs changing people's personality. I've actually seen it often. I have seen many people who've changed their personality with drugs, and I'll give you a few examples of that. I've seen people take LSD and go from insecure and anxious people to being outright depressed, suicidal, and totally paranoid because of continuing psychotic experiences. I've seen one guy who wanted to change his personality, so he took crystal meth. He went from being really shy to becoming angry, enraged. He was chased by police. He hit a pedestrian and he's now in jail. I have seen so many people who were anxious and frustrated start smoking marijuana and they go to being paranoid, directionless and completely apathetic. And then I've seen people who are thrill seekers. They then take cocaine and it makes them more wired, sometimes even manic, and make them completely obnoxious are rectums. That's what they become, rectums. And they ruin the lives of people around them and they become very unlikable people. And I'm sorry to say, but drugs really do change your personality and it's not for the better. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's really sad, actually. And unfortunately, these are realities that I see. And it just breaks my heart to see not only the lives of these people changed, but the people around them as well. It's really hard. Uh, the truth is that people generally use recreational drugs not to change their personality, but to feel good, to be accepted, to experience what's trending, to not miss out. And they use it as a quick fix to loneliness and meaninglessness. And look, there are some people who can use small amounts and get away with it. But for most of people, it can become a nightmare. Anyway, look. Let's get back to personality. That's what this is about. Okay, all right. So we've looked at drugs and we've looked at covering up. So how does psychotherapy help change the personality? Okay, so psychotherapy for the personality is a bit like what physiotherapy is for the body. All right, so I'm still going with this analogy that the personality is a lot like the body. You need physiotherapy for the body when something is wrong. 
like when you're recovering from a badly broken leg, when you've got tendonitis, or you've got chronic back pain. Fitness enthusiasts will use uh, uh, personal trainers uh, to help them with certain things. And we can do the same thing with psychotherapy and the personality. All right, so you will use psychotherapy for a personality, firstly, when there's something wrong. And this is the sort of work that I do with people who have personality disorders, people who have outright borderline personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, or obsessive compulsive personality disorder. These are people who cannot function because something is really wrong with their personality. And so we get to the work of fixing it. It's like what a physiotherapist does. But then there are some people who, you know what, they just want to be students of life. They just want to know themselves better. They want to do what they can to optimize their personality and their experience of life. So some of them may engage a therapist or a psychiatrist or a mentor or somebody that they can talk to just so that they get better in their personality and in their experience of life. And, you know, quite frankly, it'd be good for all of us to have a mentor, uh, somebody that we could talk to openly and sort of say, hey, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? Uh, kick around a few ideas and um, just see what we can do to just do a little bit better in this wonderful thing called life. It's kind of like that outside voice, isn't it? Yeah, it's that outside voice and it yeah, can be yeah. anybody. For me, it's, uh, it's a colleague. It's somebody who does the same sort of work that I do that understands the sort of things that I go through. And of course, I understand the sort of things that they go through. So we're able to support each other in a very deep and meaningful way. And it's a bit like having your own mentor to help you get through this thing called life. Okay, so let's get on to the last one. And that's diet, exercise and rest. What do you mean? Okay, so these are like the natural remedies. This is what any doctor would say to you if you had uh, problems in your body and you just wanted to recover or you wanted to treat it well. Uh, have a good diet for your body, exercise your body and rest your body. Okay, so feed it well, use it and keep it fit and have some time off so that it can repair and conserve energy. And we can do all of these things for the personality as well. All right, so let's take diet. Diet. What should I feed my personality? Watch what goes in to your mind. Now, I'm starting to move from personality to mind because personality is part of your mind and what you feed your mind will show in your personality. Just like diet diet changes can give you a healthier body in the long run, not in the short term. So too, the things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis for years and years rubs off on your personality. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. The people that you hang out with, your work environment, the things that you do and watch for entertainment, the information you feed yourself on a day-to-day -day basis, all these things can have small, subtle, but very real influences on your personality. So what goes in goes out? Eventually, yes. Yeah, yes. okay. All right. Can you give us some examples? All right. So let's take an example of uh, a 24-year-old male 
He sits in his bedroom all day long and plays games. Guess what? He's going to de-skill socially. He can become shy, anxious, preoccupied with games, and just a little bit less, let's say, flamboyant in his conversation. Um, I've spoken to a lot of doctors uh, that tell me that um, because they're in the helping industry, they can become very sensitive to people's needs, but sometimes too sensitive, and sometimes they don't take care of themselves well enough. Then lawyers, because of the nature of the demands of their work, it can lead them to a situation where they feel they have to win every argument or they see all of life in terms of win and lose because the setup of the game that they play every day, the work that they do every day, is in terms of win and lose. And sometimes people in sales feel that they have to please everybody around them because you know what, the customer is always right. And because you want to make that sale, you tend to do what you can to please other people. And the other thing is the news. After years and years of listening to news, it preys on our fears. We can start to become quite paranoid in what is essentially a very safe society. It's kind of like when you watch the news and and you have a bad dream that night. That's actually a very good example. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it shows that it's gone into your mind. If you're having a dream about some of the things that are happening to that extent, it's gone into your mind. And dreams are a way of the mind trying to sort out, what am I going to do with this information? What am I going to do with this information? But just getting back to personality, um, there's a story of somebody who, who we know that was in a work environment that was very harsh. He was being bullied and we saw him over years become hardened, become angry, to have this edge to him. He, was, he just wasn't his joking self. And then finally he found the guts to move somewhere else and he found himself in a supportive environment and all of a sudden he was joking. He became a friendlier person. He felt more secure in himself just from the change of his work environment. His supportive work environment changed his personality. And then when he left it, he got back to his true personality. Yes, and we had the pleasure of seeing that. Yeah. So I suppose the bottom line is here, watch what you put into your mind. That's the diet side of taking care of your personality. Okay, so that's diet. How can you exercise your personality? Exercise your personality. All right, so what are we actually doing when we exercise the body? We are using skills and repetition to keep the body trim, healthier, and get better. We can work on certain muscles. Uh, We can have fun if we're playing sports. But our cardiovascular system, our heart health, is getting fitter. And the bottom line is that that can give us longer life. It's good. We can do the same with personality. Again, it's skills. It's using skills and repetition of these skills. Now, this takes patience, and that's the really hard bit, all right? So just as exercise, you've got to go for a walk every day. You can't try it once and say, you know what, I'm tired. I don't want to do that again. You stick at it. So when you get a skill and use it for your personality, you've got to keep doing it. It'll make your personality 
more efficient. It'll start to make your personality work for you. And you'll start to be able to make those little shifts to go into the direction that you want to do. Have you ever practiced anything and gotten better at it? Absolutely. Um, swimming, particularly, just laps after laps, and you can see your body changing and just embracing that. New yes, way. yes, and that feels yeah, good, doesn't it? It does. It feels great. Okay, because you're getting better at something and it feels good. And the thing is that that doesn't happen unless you stick at it. Okay, so we have to do the same thing with a personality. You can learn social skills. They take a lot of work, but you've got to stick at it. You can learn communication skills. It's a lot of work, but you've got to stick at it. You can use learn assert, assertiveness skills, skills to regulate your emotions, relationship skills, and what I call know thyself skills. What? <laughs> know thyself skills. Yeah, Sounds yeah. a bit archaic yeah, to me. Yeah, it does. It does. It's true. But it actually helps, as Socrates said, to know yourself. So these are skills, just knowing what do I like, what don't I like? What goes right in my life and what goes wrong? Where do I get my energy from? Am I more of a thinking person or a feeling person? Am I more of an introvert or an extrovert? Okay, so I'm starting to use some of those personality inventory questions. And you can go to the internet and you can do an inter uh, inventory. You can have fun. Uh, you can look at the Myers-Briggs, the 16 personality types, uh, personality strength finders, brief versions of the big five factors and all of those. And what you're actually doing, aside from having fun, is building your know thyself skills. Okay, great. So that's exercise. exercise. Yeah, that's, that's exercise. exercise. That's exercise. What about rest? How can rest help your personality? So what rest and sleep is to the body, meditation and contemplation is to the mind. Now, remember, if you give your mind space and feed your mind good things, it will show up in your personality. So meditation and contemplation is giving your mind space to be fed good things. All right, so let's talk about meditation and contemplation. Then. Meditation and contemplation. Meditation, it's becoming very much mainstream in all of psychiatry and psychology. It gives you the space to shut down all those voices coming from society telling you what you should be, what you could be, what is trending at the moment. And if you shut down these voices, you get to listen to yourself. You get to know yourself. You get to ask yourself what do I really want? Meditation frees you. You will start being able to slow down because the aim of meditation is just to be, just to accept yourself and your personality as it is. So you won't be running around after things based on what other people tell you. It'll be directed by you and that builds character. So it helps you accept your personality and it helps you rest your personality. It gives you space to see what you really want. Great. Now this is where I get a bit confused. So there's meditation and then there's contemplation. So what's contemplation? Yes, yes. Um, contemplation. Uh, you know, not everybody's suited to meditation. Not everybody wants to sit there for five or ten minutes and 
breathe deeply or think about their breath and empty their mind. Some people are more suited to contemplation. Now, contemplation is something that Plato used in ancient Greece. And contemplation is really just sitting alone and thinking in the silence, just looking inside and thinking about what goes on inside you. You don't have to sit any particular way. You don't have to think about anything particular. Uh, The best way of describing it is being reflective, like looking at a deep rock pool. You want the surface of the rock pool to be still. So you can see the surface and you can see right down to the bottom of the rock pool. That's the analogy for looking inside you and looking right deep down to the bottom of your mind. So when you look inside yourself and contemplate what's going on, you can look for blocks, conflicts, and most importantly, you can think about your feelings. And then you can ask questions like this. And these are questions that I looked at before. What do I like? What don't I like? What's going right in my life? What's going wrong? How would I like to grow in my personality? What could I do to start to move towards that? So this is a more conscious, active type of meditation, if you like, contemplation, where you don't have to sit or breathe in a particular way. You're really just thinking looking inside you, getting to know you, and putting plans together based on what's inside you. Again, not what society or other people are telling you. So that's kind of part of the rest that's good for your mind and for your personality. And I suppose that it's good to actually perhaps journal, write some of that down if you want, if that's the kind of person you are. Journaling is actually a very good idea because that then becomes a record of some of your thoughts, some of the things that are going on inside. And then the next time you come back to it, you can refresh your mind and kind of pick up where you were. And you can find yourself getting flashes of ideas at that time. So if you write them down straight away, that's a very effective way of making use of them. Okay, so are there any other ways to change your personality? Let's cover them all. Let's cover them all. Yes, there are. Let's look at what goes to make up the personality. Now, we've talked about this before. The inherited things are temperament, body, and culture. And sure, you can't do much about that. Your life experiences, you can't do much about that. Can't change the past. But here's the thing. Your character does so much to contribute to your personality. And you can do things about your character. You can make choices to change your character. So if we go back to the analogy of being a driver and you're in your car, if you want to change the style of how you drive or how you keep your car, you can make the choices to do that. I can just choose to make my personality better. Now, I know it sounds simple, but you choose what you want to work on and then put in a plan for how to actually do it. The thing is to try, and this again is where meditation and contemplation help, because you can only make real choices when you're conscious, when you're mindful and you're aware and you know yourself, 
because often during the day, we're actually working on automatic pilot and we're not making the choices that we think that we are. It's when you're mindful and conscious. So what do I need to choose? So we're working on character. Character is the aspect of personality that you can always change. Think about what you value, what you believe is the right thing for you. Or you think about somebody who is a mentor, a role model, or somebody that you look up to and you say, hey, I want to be a bit more like that. That's when you look at what you value. You can go to the internet and look for a list of character traits on the internet. And I'd pick out only about five. Let's say honesty, generosity, fairness, compassion, and loyalty. And you start working on those in your personality. And this is how you do it. A personality is a pattern of thinking, feeling, behaving, and relating. All right, let's do it. Let's take fairness. Fun? Let's take fun. All right, let's take fun instead. All right, let's say that you value fun. What does a fun person think about? Start thinking about fun. Now, this takes practice, remember. This is not easy, okay? Feeling. What does having fun feel like? And you feel yourself into the whole aspect of having fun and being fun. And then you let that show in your behavior. What does a fun person behave like? Now, you may try a few silly things. You may start to have a repertoire of jokes. You may make a fool of yourself occasionally. But so what? You're trying to be fun. It can't be too bad. That's what you want. You've got to risk failing. You've got to risk failing because that's the direction that you want to do. So you've got to try it. And some things will work and some things won't. But hey, as long as you're able to laugh at yourself, which is something that fun people can do, it will kind of work. And then slowly you'll find that you will be starting to relate to yourself, to other people and the world just a little bit differently. In other words, your personality will be changing just a little bit. You will be optimizing what you believe are your strengths and minimizing or managing what you believe are your weaknesses. Thanks for stopping by. And look, please share this with other people if you think it would benefit them. Looking really forward to having your company next 